Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey B underscore MTG. Before that, it's HTTP colon Twitch Tash. Never mind. What's up, bro? Oh, I've actually rebranded. It's uh, Corey B backslash MTG now. So, uh, yeah, if you can get that correct. But other than that, it is going great, Bradley. How are you? I am good, but I think you'll have some internet connectivity issues with that name. Will I? Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's going to be a link people can get to you at, but, mm, mm. but we've got some exciting news today. But before we get into that, we must ha- we have to say that this podcast can be found on Podbean, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Are we forced to say that? Or it is a must? Well, our our editor tells us to because people that might be clicking on this on social media would like to know where to go. But aren't they already here? Yes, but they might be seeing us somewhere where they can follow us, which could be Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or aisle seven at your local grocery store. Yes, but don't go there unless you absolutely have to. Social distancing is important. Wear a mask. Great point. Great point. Okay. All right. Yep. But but <laughs> so so we've got we've got some exciting news from from this week. Now we've got some some smaller topics uh to discuss. And our big main topic story piece for today is going to be the big announcement that Wizards made today, actually, which changed yeah. the entire landscape of what we were going to talk about. Is the smaller um, announcement the special guest, right? Well, that's one of the small announcements. Okay. But yeah, so so today <laughs> Wizards announced that the, the, the upcoming online partial season for 2020. Um, and, you know, there's there's been a lot of arguments online about about this because it does seem like some of the, the the prizes have been cut from it. And that's why we had to scramble to get the special guest today because mm. with the potential cuts from organized play tournaments, we wanted to bring in someone with experience with getting pay cuts. And that would be Mr. Yes. Brian Brown doing. Mm. How's it going, BBD? Uh, you know, it's, it's going great. Also, I'm sorry, I'm actually MTG BBD <laughs> slash... <laughs> <laughs> Ballsmahoney.org. Uh, that's my name. Still using uh, .org, huh? Wow. Uh, or, yeah, or an organization. Uh, <laughs> question, though. You said pay cuts. You guys are getting paid for this? Well, okay. All right. Real Ooh. quick. Let's, uh, let's go to our commercial yeah. break. Ooh. You didn't tell them? Oh. Hey, Corey. How's it going? I'm great, bro. How about you? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Brad, I said I'm doing great. I'm just about to actually play in an online magic tournament. Well, have you heard of MTG Melee before? Yes, Brad. That's pretty much all you talk about it. And that is also where my tournament is being held. Well, did you know that there are daily tournaments on MTG Melee ran by almost 300 organizers that currently use the website? Yes, Brad. That I just said that's what I'm doing. All you have to do is make an account at mtgmelee.com and find a tournament you're interested in. I know, I know, Brad. It's that easy. But what if I don't want to play in tournaments? Well, you can become a tournament organizer and run them yourself. On our homepage, there's a link to apply. Okay, but I'm not really MTG sure. MTG but... Melee, your number one source for organizing and playing online magic tournaments. Hashtag sponsored, bro. Hey, also, how much are we getting paid for this commercial? Oh, you're not getting paid for this. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that is fair and accurate for what we're worth. MTG Melee, sign up today. On page four, it's here stating that there's definitely compensation involved for No, no, no. Page, page six says that we can cut any special yeah. guest anytime we want, though, Brian. So I don't know. I signed why. a non-exclusive clause that's going to 
guarantee yeah, that. Yeah, but page I, eight negates that. I, okay, didn't I, you read I, the whole... Both oh, of you, both of you, those what? were just fake contracts. We didn't send it in to anyone. It's just to appease you guys. Sorry. But what? uh we're, what? sorry. <laughs> my my okay. apologies. Neither of you are getting compensated. And Corey, I can't believe you haven't figured that that monopoly money is not in fact a real currency. Well, it's close to the same color, Bradley. But and you are Brad. getting an oversized check later for all the work you've done on the Bastros podcast. So thank you. That's and, all I need. That's all and, I need. And Brad, I can't believe that you haven't figured out that the US dollar is not real currency as of 2025. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, Brian, Ooh, sorry, brutal. you're stuck with us. We, pay cuts or none. You're stuck with this episode. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, so let's get actually into our uh smaller pieces. Uh, a lot it. of a lot of exciting things have been happening. Um the first one I want to talk about is Red Bull and Taps first event. Um, you know, that was held on what we just had a commercial for, MTG Melee. I'm a part of that team. And we hosted a tournament run by Tournament Center EU. That ended up having twenty six over twenty six hundred people uh, playing in one single tournament, which makes that the largest online Magic tournament of all time, and it might make it the largest tournament with a single Swiss pairing of all time. And, and all I heard it was something can, like, and I heard it was something like the fifteenth most or the highest uh, played tournament just of all time, like including paper tournaments and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and what makes it really special is most of those big tournaments. They, they get broken up into smaller pairings. You know, mm. if you ever played a giant GP, they break it into like three sections or over the course of multiple days with one of the Vegas tournaments. Um, yeah, so so this was this was a giant feat. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Kudos, because it looked like it re- went really well. Yeah, I mean, well, there were there were some issues. Um, yeah. Like the first couple rounds, not all the players understood how to use Melee. The, the tournament staff had some issues on how to like just manage that many people in a discord um, Mm -hmm. because we had a discord wherever it had to be just in case some issues went wrong. Now on melee, we have a ticketing system and all of these things for messaging. Um, And we learned some stuff on our side because our, our servers were having a few issues. We cleaned them up. We figured out what the problem was immediately, but that caused some delays. And I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous in the first couple hours, Yeah, but, but the first two rounds ran Ran not as expected, and it was it was kind of frustrating. But after that, the last six rounds uh, ran in seven hours, and to me that gives us hope because once everyone knew how knew what they were doing, everyone knew how to use MTG Melee. Uh, the staff knew how to organize things in the Discord and to run the event of that of that size because these are all mm-hmm. very talented judges and event staff. It's just you know even a team of twenty trying to manage twenty six hundred people is just insane. Yes, um, it, it seemed like it seemed like MTG Melee just was waiting for their Red Bull to kick in, and it took two rounds, and then they were just ready and just bang, 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 right? That, and every, yeah, that's everything was everything was in the wings after that point. So, <laughs> I got a I got a question for you. If, mm-hmm. if Melee can handle a tournament like this, I, I actually have a tournament I'm working on too. Yeah, um, yeah. I sent in a uh, I've sent in on uh, actually 16 emails now to Five Hour Energy. No responses yet. But I'm working on. <laughs> it's called Five Hour Energy Tapped Out and Hellbent, and wow. that's my new tournament series. But I think you're no going to get traction. sued, Brian. I think you're yeah. going to get sued the, for the sure. Does well. The problem that that I, I've actually gotten wind of this. Um, <laughs> the reason you're getting declined is because no tournament that you're trying to pitch should end after five hours oh okay you, you just can't conclude the tournament <laughs> okay it's I a th- it's a turbo tournament brad it's a five rounder 
Nope, it's actually not. It is a the as the tournament rules speak, it is everyone has to play 80 card Esper Hero Mirrors. Oh, uh, missed an important point. Oh, you have to have a one card sideboard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Only a one card sideboard. And it can't be Yorian. Yorian is banned. See, I, I thought the reason I was getting declined is because I had no funds in my account, but I'm glad that oh, yeah, I... No, no, tournament, no tournament prizes also um, was kind of a big red flag. Yeah. That, mm. Okay. I'm 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 seeing some issues here. My 17th email will be way better for sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So 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 uh, there there's a lot of things that I could say that's trying to sell how awesome the tournament uh, was from from the business side. But I actually just want to talk about the other side because there's just one stat that I can't wrap my head around. In this tournament, there were six. There was four hundred and sixty-four pilots of Jeskai Orion, which was which, the highest played deck by more than double. Which oh, was wait a played, second. Who? Which one of you all? You guys had a had a little friendly rivalry on which deck was going to be. The I most destroyed played. him on it. Okay. <laughs> wait, right. what did I say? Oh, what was it? You you thought Bant Yorion was going to be more played than Jeskai Orion? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, and, let's. And, Let's delete that from the record. Yeah, and, and Ben Yorian clocked in at like 100 copies. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Thanks for bringing that up, Brian. Uh, why do we have you on the cast again? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Ask right, Brad. So, I'm sure he's very happy I'm here. Yeah, yeah but I, I just want to talk about the stat, and it is kind of like uh, pimping out Melee a little bit, but like we're we're on such a fast, like the trajectory of Melee has just been kind of absurd because this this stat is just where it's at. There were 464 pilots of Jeskai Yorian in this tournament, which that means that this tournament had what I, I believe almost 90 more pilots of just one deck than our second most played tournament nice. on the website. That's just absurd to me. <laughs> like it was like 370 in one of Bazaar's tournaments and then two, 2,600 was our jump. Um. So the, next, so the next jump's just going to be like thirty-five thousand, right? Oh, no. it's, it's going to keep just leapfrogging. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know if there's going to be that Learn many uh, competitive magic. I don't know if there's going to be that many competitive magic players after the last announcement. But mm. um, nice. No, yeah. <laughs> but the the uh, the big stat for actual Magic fans is so Jeskai Orion was was the biggest uh, deck by far, and the way that we're presenting our data right now, and now this will improve eventually, but the way we're presenting our data is just just generic win percentages on the website. We actually, we post that data. If you want to go to any tournament, you see the win percentages of all the decks. And one, sorry to interrupt you, but and one really important thing is it shows game one percentages and post boards. So if you're getting ready for a best of one tournament, there's some stats that could help you out on that. That actually is true, but I don't know how well that computes over, but it is yeah. true. I yeah. don't think it computes um, over at all because the hand smoothing I, I, algorithm changes everything, but that's another topic. Oh, and metagaming. I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. But um, with that, it, it checks mirrors. So, you know, if you run, why I'm saying that is this, if your tournament is a thousand of one deck and one of a different deck, the, the stats of that the, those thousand decks, even if they beat that one deck every single time, would still be roughly 50% yep. win percentage. Um, but so Jeskai Yorian clocked in at a little under 61% win percentage as the most played deck by double. And that's astonishing to me. I mean, yeah. what what I was seeing people talking about on the internet when we put this data out on the on the Melee website was that... Um, that like Hogat clocked in on on a fifty five percent win percentage in like the the PT that it was at, 
um which one was that matches. were you were you there or oh i wasn't there no no oh, i wasn't okay, okay. <laughs> um but yeah it clocked in at like 55 excluding mirror matches this is 61 with mirror matches yeah the wow. mirror match thing is 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 huge be- yeah. just because i mean it, it's the most played deck so and you know every mirror match drags the percentage down and with 464 pilots people are playing the mirror repeatedly throughout the event like I'm sure there was somebody who played this deck who played over 50% of their matches against the mirror. I mean, it's just, that's just how for sure statistics worked or whatever, but like, yeah, just if you exclude mirror matches, that that number only goes up. And while 61% in the dark doesn't sound that impressive, like you look at the best decks, best performing decks in like, you know, pro tour history type stuff. And most of them are, you know, 80s or something, but that's because they're like new decks. Like this is a solved deck that is still excelling at basically every tournament and every single weekend. Yeah. I mean, even, even like recent, like you're saying, Hogak 55% and like, you know, what was, what was the uh, Oko win percentages in in that pro tour? I think there was like also high fifties or something, but so this is, this is on that same level. Like, yeah. And then, I mean, this is even smaller on that Sunday. There's a disorganized wizards, uh, uh, (laughs) club tournament. It's just a tournament organizer that's been doing a lot of tournaments on our website. And they, they clocked in at 113, uh, players. So is that, is that the opposite of organized play, disorganized play? Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> wonderful group of people, but they they had 20 Just Guy Luca players out of a 113. Messy folk, but yeah. So close to the same percentage of the field, uh, but in their tournament, they had a 61.1 uh, win percentage in, in that. And that's small, way smaller size. Like when you think 20 pilots compared to 464, it's nothing, right? Yeah. Um, by comparison, but it's still just like the, these numbers are just starting to become consistent. I've looked at once this deck started popping up, these numbers are pretty close to that in a lot of events on, on the website. So like, I, 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 I just like, I understand that like, you know, wizards doesn't like data out there that much, or I think that's the case, but like, I mean, it's gotta be true. It's gotta be true. It's not fun. This deck's not fun though. Like if it was fun, I'd be more like, well, like if this, if these were team or energy numbers, I'd be super biased and be like, no, it's okay. There was only two in the top eight. We're yeah, okay. I, I still love the deck. I'm not gonna lie. I absolutely love playing it, but it is a lot less fun when it's mirror matches. So it was fun when before started people realizing it, you know. But yeah, now it's a lot less fun. Oh, yeah. the first week when you just got to go we against Karuga Fires. Yeah, luckily I got to do it on E League where I got five hundred dollars every time I got to go we on someone. That was a yeah. good week one. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say the best way to use data is to uh cherry pick the parts that you want that fit the narrative that you're trying to sell. So I'm wow, fully wow. on board with, uh, with that. <laughs> Wait, but if you say that, why, why aren't we opening the borders? The borders should be open. <laughs> Cases are going down. <laughs> wow. I am joking. Everyone listening to this. I am just, I'm cherry picking the most worst news that I've heard. Right? Yeah, why would they open the- borders when Barnes and Noble is clearly better? So. Yeah, you guys save the absolutely heinous takes for tomorrow's cast. The Ash why would Burrows you make podcast? a book joke? Uh, we don't know what borders is. Corey and I don't read books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of a borders. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next story. Uh, tomorrow, which is today for anyone that's listening to this on the day. Comes out. Oh, you heard it here uh, first. Tomorrow, which is today. 
today. <laughs> well, and he's not actually wrong with with the whole COVID stuff. Every day's the same. So yes. tomorrow really yeah. is today. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Historic Anthologies 3 finally comes out on May 21st, uh, which is going to release uh, what I thought was more than this. But because I, because I have 27 cards in front of me, I'm going to assume it's 27 new cards for the Historic format. With that comes the never-ending ranked historic ladder. They're just going to keep that open at all times. Sweet. That and, is smart. Yeah, and now there's just new cards to play with. I'm pretty excited about a few of them. Um, we were talking <laughs> about this in the pre-show, and what the pre-show is is it's an amount of the show when we're prepping the show where we 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 throw our hair back or whatever a little bit even more than we do in the episode itself, and you can, uh, you can listen to that if you become a... Uh, a member of our Patreon and yeah, support we us chill. on Patreon.com. We even, we even some, eat some Doritos sometimes. It's I don't really know that because we deleted thing. that. Oh, okay. Never mind. I we didn't do such a your, thing then. We edited that out. <laughs> okay, perfect. Now we just have to edit this out. But yeah, continue, Brad. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's a lot of cool cards. I'm excited to, to try out Momentary Blink. That's one of my favorite old school cards. But <laughs> yes. the thing that I want to say about this, and we talked about it in the pre-show, was that this entire list, for the most part, is just a lot of casually fun magic cards. And then there's just timely reinforcements, just ready to say <laughs> F you to every single red aggressive deck in the form. And it's like, yeah. do you want to beat down really slowly? Well, you're not. Well, you're in luck because you're going to get me to 16 and then I'm going right back to 22. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'll, trade, I'll trade with your first two creatures and I'm at 22 life. Hell yeah. To oh, be God. fair, the best aggressive decks are Embercleave decks because they have to compete with... Uh, with these Golos decks, but that's just such a perfect cyborg card to give you a little bit of time against hyper-aggressive decks. But again, yeah. Gruul is the, the most aggressive, the best aggressive deck in the format. So we'll see if this shakes things up. I mean, <laughs> um, excuse me, have you played Jun Dinos, Bradley? Corey, this, again, that was 2019. It's been a long time. <laughs> is is Kethis still a thing in Historic? Yes, it is. Would Unburial Rites, a free graveyard unburial thing, be good in that deck? Probably not, but maybe. I mean, it could. You play I a lot of legendary stuff, so if you don't have Kethis, <laughs> you mill yourself, and then when you have a, both pieces in your graveyard, you just get to bring back Kethis and combo it could, off. It could definitely be part of the deck. I don't know. I haven't really thought too much into it. Oh, I think it mm. will be. Oh, yeah. it will be now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool cards. I don't know. The whole Honda cycle is coming back. That's That that makes no sense to me because I didn't even know that, like, like – Honestly, that's like a meme in itself. They're called Hondas, right? Honden. Honden, yeah. okay. Yeah, you said, you, said Chevrolet's. you said Honda Psych, and I was like, okay, there's the Civic, there's the Horde, <laughs> the, the Horde, there's E-Honda. Can't forget about E-Honda. It's like, I kind of felt like, I felt like Champions Block should just be forgotten forever. And, and like, you know, this is like one of those memes where it's like, everyone, silence. Wizards, here's the Honden cycle. <laughs> I mean, Maze's End sounds great, right? That's like a cool card that people want to build around. And, you know, Ratchet Bomb seems like it might have some utility. And there's a few cards. Ancient Ziggurat, I think, is the one I'm actually the most excited for. Ulamog I mean, the Ceaseless Hunger. Everyone's always loved playing with and against that card. <laughs> yeah, that's the most fun card I've ever played against. Uh, Aetherworks Marvel that back. Let's go. Yeah, it, it's just, it's absurd. There's a few cards. I mean, Temper still seems kind of cool. There might be an artifact deck and... And and Obliterator is a card that a lot of people love losing with. So. Oh yeah, people love to cast that card, have it die immediately to a removal spell, and then be on complete empty. 
Yeah. Which card? <laughs> Phyrexian Obliterator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that card is so heinous. But I, I do like Ginger Brute into Tempered Steel. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, and I mean, Incinerator might make a Goblins deck. I haven't really, like, you know, searched Goblins before. But yeah. anyway, this is coming out. So Historic's going to get a, a breath of fresh air and some some actual room to breathe and not always be this format where it's around for two months and then dead for a month. Um, so unless you're and, a red and, deck, then you get no room also, to breathe. <laughs> also spoilers, uh, are a little foreshadowing. This is going to be a competitive format and we'll be talking about that later. Um, and then, and then our last, uh, small announcement for today is the arena open. Now on May 30th is day one of this tournament. This is the first, uh, arena tournament that's built into the system itself. It's not a third party software tournament. Yep. And uh, that's giving away cash prizes. Now, it's to me, the, the tournament system is is very, very similar to how they qualify people in the Mythic Invitational Qualifiers. And while that's like a fun thing to do every once in a while, it's like this this still just it almost feels like this tournament structure could just they could run it back every day. Um, it, it feels like a daily quest, you know, like a daily event that would be on Magic Online. Where so so how this works, just so everyone knows, is on day one, it's best of one magic, and you enter with either four thousand gems or twenty thousand gold. Um, so each qualification is effectively like twenty twenty five dollars. Um, you have to get to seven wins, uh, to get a day two ticket and and an entry for day two, before you get three losses. But if you do get those three losses, you get to to re up and you can play it as many times as you want. On day two, it's seven wins before two losses, and that day they give gem prizes away in, until you get to that sixth win, which is $1,000, and the seventh win is $2,000. Yeah. Gold hard cash. This is great. Honestly, I love being able to play an arena event at your own pace. You know, I mean, that the, the regular tournament design is great and all, and I, I love that as well, but I love being able to play at your own pace and just, you know, take an hour break to go get lunch and then come back, be able oh. to finish it out, and for high stakes. I think this is an excellent announcement. Oh, yeah, I mean, so Brian and I uh, haven't been, you know, we've been in the MPL this whole time, so we didn't play any of the Mythic Invitational Qualifiers, but we did play the first um, metagame challenge because that was before COVID kind of you know dismantled the 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 season mm -hmm. and that was one of the tournaments that awarded uh mythic points so we played that was our first experience with that that structure and um while i thought it was awesome i super enjoyed my day of competition you know my only complaint was that i just don't think that kind of tournament is how it how what what i should be doing in the mpl because if I'm if I'm competing against twenty three other people, I should be actually competing against twenty three other people. No, yeah, you should be competing. You, against, you should be competing against random people from online to see who does the best against random people from online. That's exactly. how every league that I've ever seen works. Like when I watch the NBA, it's like Michael Jordan <laughs> dunk, dunking on Bob from down the street, and did he dunk on Bob better than LeBron dunked on Bill? <laughs> Questions that we're all asking ourselves. <laughs> Why do you put it that way? It's really ridiculous. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, God. but it's it's insane. Like I remember, I was at like you know, two of my opponents just had the win and threw them away, and I'm like, I should not be rewarded for this, right? Like I should not be reward. And I understand that pros make mistakes too, but yeah. it's just like like I'm in round eight and my opponent literally has lethal and misses it and I win the match and I get an extra mythic point and that mythic point you know will compete against a could compete against a match where two MPLs played and they soaked up you know they lost a point or 
where an MP MPL member play, had to play against like Paul Reitzel. Mm -hmm. You know, like shit like that. And yeah. so yeah, we're not like, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like if another random NBA player had to draw randomly who they played against, but they had to draw against LeBron James and they lose to LeBron James. So therefore that NBA player is much worse. Yes. yes. Yeah, it doesn't not good enough to stay or to stick around for sure. Exactly, exactly. Out of the league. Worse than LeBron, get the hell out of here. But, uh, but 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 I don't want to take it away. Like I actually thoroughly enjoyed this the tournament structure itself. Like if I was not in the position I'm in, competing in the way I'm competing, I would have thoroughly enjoyed this tournament. So I want to say that I, I haven't been playing Magic uh lately, but this makes me want to play it. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, you guys got roped in on a bad special guest. Um, Don't worry, you got your pay cut. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> as long as I'll collect my paycheck at the end of the day, it's great. Uh, <laughs> this tournament is something that I like actually want to play in. It looks really cool. So, yeah. Um, to go with what Corey said, though, I, I or I, maybe it was Brad. I, I don't want. Uh, I don't think that something like this is something that should be run every day, though, because this is like a. Uh, kind of like a whale type system where people can just kind of dump as much money into it as they possibly can, you know? And it's like, I don't know. So sometimes those systems are a little exploitative of people's oh, like... Oh, I, I, I completely agree with you. I'm just saying that how it's built, it's like, it's very driven by the structure, not by like the community tournament. I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Sure. Yeah. Regardless, um, it's going to be a really fun event, and you best believe I'm going to drop 60,000 gold to more than likely scrub out a few times in a row. Well, I, I on my account, I, I think I can only enter it twice before I run out. So, yeah. so hope, hopefully, hopefully, I get there on the, the first couple goes. Um, but no, I don't, I, I, many, I don't know how many times I'll be able to enter this tournament after I spend all my gold on uh, cards from my Esper Hero deck. So, are <laughs> we'll you really going to play that? Yes. Well, Brian, gas. we know you're lying, Brian. We know you already own Espo here, Esper Hero cards. You lie. Well, not the new ones. Hey, can we can we actually get you to stream Friday to prep preparation? No. Damn. <laughs> Duh. I'm be honest. No, you can't. Right, what well, about stream while playing the event, Brian? Well, I'm fine tuning my uh, I'm fine tuning my uh, Esper Yorian deck, and right now I am taking one out of your playbook, and uh, I have a Karn in it, so I get access to a cyborg. You said Esper Yorian? I mean, it's this deck is literally just turning into Esper here, Esper Control that we played, um, that we played at the Mythic Invitational, where you just run one Mastermind just so you have access to a cyborg, and maybe the deck's supposed to have one Fae of Wishes too. Probably. Ooh, Bradley, send me that list. That sounds I'm, spicy. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm going to work on it on stream all night. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, but yeah, so we should we should actually move on to our main topic because there's a lot to get through, and we don't. Yeah. And and I'm gonna keep this very organized because we can't get lost in the weeds. Okay. Okay. It's it's very easy for us to get lost in the weeds on subjects. Um, we'll digress and then we'll have to circle back. Um, so I really want us to go through this. So I'm gonna structure it in a certain way. If you disagree with the way that I want to structure it, then we'll then we'll talk about that for 20 minutes, and then we'll actually get to the topic. Okay. Let's just start with disagreeing then. I think let's yeah, get yeah, that yeah, out of the way. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So. <laughs> So let's actually talk about it from the, from the main point. Um, the first thing we're going to say is uh, months ago, Wizards made an announcement that, or maybe it was like a month ago, Wizards made an announcement that the 2020 partial season is going to be taken down and that all the MPL members that were going to be competing to stay in the MPL uh, during that time will stay in the MPL. 
and uh, in, in going into the future system at the end of the season, like in, in the fall for the full year. With that, the same would be done with the rivals. All the rivals will stay, but they are opening up eight more slots based on certain arena tournaments that are about to conclude. There's one more arena tournament, and then at that, they'll check against seven or eight of them, and then they'll qualify for rivals for the 2020-2021 the season. Um, so then they kind of went dark for a month, and they just announced an announcement for the re-up of the 2020 partial season. And now... One of the things that happened is with with them going down, a lot of big tournaments, big high profile tournaments um, got canceled because we can't travel. We can't go anywhere. Um, and so with this, they're bringing back a lot of tournaments and even a new tournament called the Grand Finals. Um, so let's actually talk about what tournaments are coming back. Um, the There's four uh, players tours. Now the players tours before were the three regional tournaments that were around the world. Um, now there's going to be four of them, uh, two on one weekend and two on the next weekend. You can only play in one each, and that's if you are qualified for a, a regional player's tour. Uh, each one will have a prize pool of uh, $150,000, and I believe first place for that is 10000 I believe, for that one. I think it's eight grand, but it's oh yeah, it is eight grand. That it's one's 8, eight grand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that one is eight eight thousand. Um, yeah. and it, and it pays down to it pays everyone. It pays every. Yeah, you get like two hundred and fifty for last place, right? I think. Uh, yep, I'm on the wrong thread. I can tell you, I was on the wrong, uh, uh on the wrong tab, so I can tell you, uh. How many uh, gems are awarded in the arena tournament? That's nice. what we really need. Yep. Yes. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. It. I guess it does pay down. Yeah, it does pay down to. to but last. you know what's brutal is they have an interesting pay cut where fourth, forty first through sixty eighth gets five hundred, and then sixty ninth through two twenty four gets two fifty. So this is the only time where sixty ninth place is not nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so these tournaments, these tournaments will uh, qualify players uh, finish with. OK, so if you finish with 33 or more match points in these tournaments, that'll qualify you for the players, 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 tours, players tours finals. And that tournament has a ten thousand dollar first place prize and a last place prize of a thousand dollars. So. One thing to note is all these tournaments have a very flat prize pool payout. Sorry. Yeah, no. we're gonna get into that okay. once we just get through the whole system. Now on the and then the top sixteen of the players tour final uh that is held on uh are July twenty fifth July twenty fifth and twenty sixth, but the top eight is on August first. Okay, yes. And then I, that I kinda like that. I'm not gonna lie though. Y'all sorry to interrupt, Brad, but it, it reminds me of like the World Series of Poker action where you get to the final table and then it's like a month later. I, well, I, I think it, that's kind of cool. Did did they actually I must have missed an announcement? Did do they uh let them re up on their decks or was that actually discussed? It wasn't I doubt discussed. They get to re -up. Yeah, it wasn't discussed. That's that's like the question, you know, is like what happens with that? Like No if, way. I, I'm guessing okay, they I'm guessing they just have to play their same decks, but it is a yeah. little weird to just sit there and wait for seven days if like to to get paired to to finally play against the person who has like an 80 percent deck against you or whatever all right all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right. Let me, let i love it i love it all right so the top 16 of the players tour finals will also qualify for the grand finals now on the other side of things there's going to be a mythic invitational and now that is where anyone that is qualified for a mythic invitational 
online or has qualified even previously for the last one that should have already happened but didn't because of covid mm-hmm. um that that is going to be held on august 28th and 30th and the top 16 from that 20 250 prize pool with a very almost the identical i think it's the identical prize structure as the players tour final they will also qualify for the grand final so there's going to be eventually after all of this a 32 person big spectacle it's almost like the partial seasons worlds yeah yes um date for that one has not been announced yet so yeah yeah and so so what what we have here is we have four players tours a players tours finals a mythic invitational and a seasons grand finals um and and let's look at let's let's start with the pros because there weren't tournaments and now there are tournaments and now we don't know how they're going to run them um and and it will be online third party but you know with that comes you know understanding of like how things are going to run what are the rules going to be these are these are questions i have and yeah. what are the rules going to be how are we going to do integrity like how are we going to make sure that 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 the players are protected and all this stuff and my theory on that real quick before we get into the the actual topic stuff is that i think this whole system like tinfoil hat is just a way for wizards to figure the system out because we're probably going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. I think and I think the 20, test drive. 2021 season's probably going to be heavily played online. Yeah. And I think they really want to get you know a few events that that you know some of these events are probably going to be run pretty poorly like no you know mm-hmm. That's just going to be the nature of 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 the start of this kind of stuff, and I think they just want to get that hammered out before they actually run a season. And it's honestly, also coverage before, too. And honestly, before they get pro points and mythic points involved, they want to make sure that this runs smooth and they get the kinks out because it gets so much worse when people are co- uh, competing for MPL and rival spots. If something right. goes bad, you know. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly it. They want to make sure they 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 figure this out from a lot of different perspectives, from the players understanding what's happening, from the players feeling protected in the events, from the players actually knowing what to do. Then then you have the the tournament organizer, whoever the like wizards making sure that their staff knows how to run things smoothly. And also then you have to throw in coverage and figuring out how coverage has to go because one of the things I've realized from working with Melee and working with so many different organizations is like there's there is good ways to run uh production from you know run run coverage to Twitch and there are bad ways. And one of them that I think is just at the forefront of it is Jeff Hoogland and his his Hooglandia tournaments. He has he has like both players, like this is live, right? But he has both players' vision so he can scroll through different players when they're making scry decisions or check on their side of the field. Mm. And, and and all of the stuff that like you know, we're not even we weren't even seen in the Magic Fest online. And and so like, the, you know, we want to make sure we have the best coverage possible uh, if if Wizards is going to market this. So I think that the coverage teams are also going to have to learn a shit ton before we get to the main season, too. Yeah. There's so much to learn. Yeah. Now, I will say that in the past events like this with like uh, like, for example, the Magic Online Championship Series has had really good commentary um, in the past. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and and was run pretty smoothly for the most part, too. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, that they could run something. Now, that was a 24-player tournament. So, 
you know. And it's a tournament where they were all there, so they just got paper pairings and stuff, and you can troubleshoot live. You know, there's a lot more problems when you have to involve Discord, when you have to involve and you, and your stuff tech like teams that, you know? there. Like it's all, every, yeah. all, all the visuals are hardwired in. It's not streaming things to certain places and yep. and, yep. and your teams <clears throat> together. And yeah. you actually you actually get a uh, what's it called a tricaster. Yeah. yeah. The tough part is when you have your, you know, producer lives in Dublin, you know, and you have a commentator that's in New York and then you have another commentator that's in Europe, you know, like getting all those signals to match and blend perfectly into coverage just isn't easy, you know? Yeah. Now they, they did have commentators that were all over the place. That was the, that oh, was that's the point fair, I yeah. was making. Like, oh, they, gotcha. they had like people coming in. Like, I, I know the one I played had like, I think David Williams and Paul Rietzel and maybe also LSV or Huey or somebody was doing commentary on it and they were remote. So okay. I know that they have done that in the past and it, and it, and it worked well. I think the, you know, maybe occasional minor technical issues, but um, it, it did work pretty well. So I do think that it can be pulled off for sure. Um, oh, oh, I have no doubt that they'll be able to pull it off, but if they want to do it at like <laughs> a level of production that like they all want their tournaments to have because they, 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 they are tryhards. I yep. mean, by the sparklers from Mythic Championship Three, would say they really try hard, <laughs> and <laughs> or they're um, pyros, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and so, but to 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 figure that all out, you need to run some events to test run that stuff, and so, um, you know, that's that's that, but that's not really, you know, that's all the good stuff, right? They are starting to run some tournaments for us to play, yeah. Um, but it is a very double edged sword because one of the things that's very important to a lot of players. There's two things that a lot of players are really discussing right now on social media since the announcement is, is a lot of the prize money from the original C's partial season uh, kind of vanished in, in this announcement. Um, potential like millions. Um, yeah. And I just saw some of the OP people running to the bank the other day. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then also everyone that's been qualifying for things, everyone that had qualifications before, and are also qualifying for things on Magic Online lately because you've been playing a lot of Magic Online, Corey. Like they've really oh, yeah. upped the qualifications and the tournaments and stuff. Now I haven't touched Magic Online in the last two months because I've just, you know, I'm mm. I play a lot of arena and I've been very busy with melee. But yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, well, I just love Modern so much right now, so I played a lot of their new, you know, super qualifiers, and I think those kind of started off just as a way for people to channel boredom, you know, like they just wanted more tournaments that were during the week. You always just had to wait till the weekends to play challenge events and stuff like that. So these super PTQ tournaments are awesome. They're high paying. And then the top four from them goes to the next uh, players tour. You know, it was with the assumption that it was going to be like a paper players tour, kind of like a normal pro tour. Uh, So I I get some people's kind of, uh, you know, the, I, I think that it, it's reasonable to temper your expectations given the, the current cir- circumstances. Like, it yeah. would be ridiculous for um, it'd be ridiculous for us to think that we can all get together and play in a tournament. Like, there are yeah. sports like baseball that are struggling to figure out how they're going to do it right now. And in those discussions, they're talking about the mo- think about the money that's that backs professional baseball. And they're thinking about making an entire location like kind of like a festival that'll last months for them to play out their season where everyone lives there. But like, <laughs> there's still problems because like people are getting it, getting COVID and, and you know, they'd have to test every day and 
And they would need like, if you talked about production and everyone, it would need about 10,000 people to run this that are yeah. all working very closely together. And, you know, if you have a player that gets COVID, they're out. They're out. If you have somebody that like buys toothpaste at a concession, they might mm -hmm. be quarantined until they get a couple tests, you know? So like, <laughs> yeah. how would you actually run this? And now, so we're not going to get together for a long time. And so like players have to accept that. But just imagine that though, Brad, just like the the announcements before the games, it's just be like, yep. And this person had a great game last game. And remember, we have 14 people out for COVID from this team, only three from the Dodgers. So it's going to be a tough game. <laughs> One of the oh, things yeah. that I think is wild <laughs> is just the differences in, in like fan bases between uh, sports and magic. Yeah. So, like, I, I see uh, a discussion about, like, baseball players and owners, you know, trying to come to an agreement on, on like, you know, starting, like, finishing the season off. And um, people, people on social media that are baseball fans are all, like, upset that the players aren't, like, that, like, the players are so greedy trying to get paid. So, you know, like, the money that they were supposed to get paid before. And it's like, why don't you just play baseball and take less money, blah, blah, blah. Whereas in magic, it's way different. And like the, you know, it's like, it's like, why is Watsy taking money away from the players? Whereas baseball fans are more like, why aren't the players accepting less money? It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, the well, one I thing with this, Oh, sorry. The one last point here. The one thing I want to say about this stuff is like, yeah, of course the money is a little bit less, but I mean, we are like, basically heading for a depression, you know, or are in one already. So, I mean, there are going to be cuts like this. So for me personally, I, I don't think it's that bad because there's got to be some take, you know, well, I mean, we're, it's, we're getting, we're, yeah, we're getting lost in the weeds. Cause I don't want to go to that just yet. Um, okay. I just want to respond to the one thing that Brian said though. Um, sure. Because I think there's a big difference though, um, with what you're saying, fans of baseball will never play professional Baseball fans of magic could play professional magic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's a huge difference when you can actually envision yourself being there at one point in time versus you have no chance of ever being there. Exactly. So I could see them having differences on, on, on that. But before we get to, to, to that, then we'll just get into an argument about this because the, the big thing I want to keep in mind about the magic online stuff is people have been qualifying and spending their time during quarantine, trying to like stock up qualifications, get qualified for that once magic starts again, that they will be able to play in big events that if they win, will get them somewhere. And that's yep. not the case with these. These do not qualify currently for the Magic Pro League or for Rivals. And so these are effectively what I've seen some people saying online. They're quote unquote, bigger Magic Fest online. Yeah. And, and, and well, and, and I actually... I actually can't disagree with that because when when I the first thing that I thought when I read this announcement was I was like, oh, shit, am I going to have to play for points in a month? Oh, I won't. Sweet. Free roll. Yeah, and that is not. And that and, and, and the difference there is 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 staggering for me. Same. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly with you on that. Like they are marketed as players tour events or mythic invitationals but honestly that's just branding cuz really they are just magic fest online basically so yeah like i i am with you on that too like if, if we're not playing for points we're not playing for future qualifications or anything like that um we're just playing for the prize of the tournament itself uh, mm -hmm. it's very it's a very different atmosphere and um, still qualifications to the next one i would assume right <clears throat> No, no. Oh, you that's, can't queue for 
No, oh, I, guess, I guess the Players Tour does queue for Players Tour Finals, and then Players Tour Finals and the Mythic Invitational does qualify for the Grand Finals. They're so all you do part get of, some qualification. Yeah, they're but, part of yeah. their own entity ecos- kind of thing. Ecosystem, yeah. but there's no like greater system yeah. that you're part of with this. Yeah. It's like these these events are like one enclosed system, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if you get to the Grand Finals and win. Um, you will win the grand prize from that tournament, but if you're going to become, gone. but if you're going to become part of OP, the only actual way in currently that stands is if Wizards either changes and makes a different announcement or it's a discretionary invite. Okay. Um, and so, which and so, based on past precedent, there's probably a good chance something like that will happen. But yeah, which mm-hmm. it, it is an issue all of in itself. Yes, that's expecting another. expecting discretionary invites to be a part of a system is not great. No, um, that's, that's not good at all. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and but like so that's that is a big issue because like I'm considering these as literal just free rolls. I can qualify for the grand finals. That's cool. I get to play in these events. Um, but gauging how much I'll try, if these tournaments mattered for the my pro life, I would be like locked in for two weeks. In this, yeah. I'll probably stream my preparation. Right. Yeah. And and um and I think that's a big thing because now I can't put myself in the shoes of somebody that's qualified, right? I not qualified or just just spent a bunch of tickets on Magic Online getting a qualification and it's like I'm ready for when the next season starts and to find out this has to be frustrating. I can't truly put my feet or my, my put myself in their shoes. But what I can do is I can just tell how less I care about this compared to the other structure stuff that I did. And, and that's where I'm at, but well, the carrot on the stick isn't there. Like we the are, car- yes, the carrot on the stick isn't we, there for me. Like, uh, I mean, it's, we are easily led. We're, we're sheep, just magic players, people in general, etc. Like if we don't have the carrot on the stick there, we just don't care that much anymore. And it's just, I, that's just the way it is. And it's like, even, even telling us that the carrot on a stick exists because most people, yeah. a lot of people kind of try to ignore that or delude themselves into not seeing the carrot on the stick. But even when you know the carrot on a stick is there, you're still trying to get the carrot. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and like, that's I just, d- oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was trying to time when you were done. Um, Oh, I'm never done, Brad. <laughs> but not, yeah, like I think about it as in like let's just let's just uh look back at before uh esports, MPL, all that stuff, the old structure. I remember how relieved I felt to lock up platinum. Yes. Oh yeah. And Anytime you locked up some base level, like for me, if I hit gold, instant relief because I knew I was playing the next four, you know, yeah, like yeah. but but when I qualify for worlds, it was more of just like an excitement free roll thing. Like I'm excited to be there. I'm happy that I got there. Yeah. But it, it, it had even though the equity is probably similar, um like my relief was nowhere near what it was to hit platinum. Like I mean I saw people like when M- Michael Majors locked up platinum at uh Barcelona or Madrid or whatever he was running around just high-fiving people. Everyone was excited for him. He was ex- elated, you know, right? Like, it, it, yeah, it's it, huge. I know it's just it's giant, and and so knowing that you are qu- competing, you're you're taking your first step, which is qualifying, um, and to find out that there is no carrot, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel, is is really uh, yeah, is really frustrating, and I think it's going to take some time for people to defuse a little bit, but that along with the fact that like there's, there's money disappearing from it 
um, is adding to a lot of frustrations. Now, there's a few other things we can talk about. Uh, there's so many different topics, but let's let's get into these first. Okay, so yeah, I just want to jump in and say that like it, it seems like the that that people's frustration of, of this are, are boiled down to, to two things. One, they cut like half the prizes or more from the events that were originally scheduled. Um, like Calcano had a tweet about it where he he broke down uh, the prize money. Now, according to his tweet, originally there was three point two million um, in prizes for the events that were supposed to be for these, and now now it's like. 13 or 1.3 million so it's like over half the prizes have been cut so people are upset that a lot of the money is missing um which is reasonable and then the other thing is that people like keep working towards something and then it keeps getting like pulled out from under them so Mm -hmm. like you know people people were working like so there was the mpl that came out and then people were like, all right, well, how do we qualify for the MPL? And they start working towards that end. And then the system changes the next year. And they're like, okay, well, let's now we're trying to qualify for rivals. And there's like these partial uh, uh, fractional invite type stuff. And people are working towards that system. And then now that again gets pulled out of them. And a lot of the qualifications that they had earned through that system are now going into these tournaments, which are a dead end. Uh, Cause there's no, there's nothing past this point. So they, they've just had um, everything that they've been working for completely pulled out from under them um, for like almost a couple of years now. And so that that's incredibly frustrating for everyone who's on the outside of the Rivals MPL stuff who wants to get there. It just keeps yeah. feeling like there's no way to get there. And honestly, there really just isn't like it right now like there just isn't so yeah. um, that that's, that's super frustrating for players. Uh, I know that if I were in that spot i probably would have quit by now uh, and i'm not trying to like tell people to quit of course but i'm just saying like i i understand why people are super frustrated with that because yeah you're you know it just it just sucks to be to like have the goalposts constantly shift on something keep working for it and then even for people who are finally starting to get there they just just have it all gone again and i'm not even like blaming watsi about it like covid is not their fault you know and like them cutting money from these tournaments, like I, I understand that they, you know, they're they're losing massive amounts of money because of the because of all this stuff. So, like I understand it from their business perspective. Um, I would have been very surprised if there wasn't cuts on on tournaments. Yeah, and and in some ways, I'm happy that they're even having tournaments at all. Like they didn't even have to have tournaments at all. Exactly. Exactly. But, but I also understand people's frustration. Um, because it is really frustrating to just constantly have everything pulled out from under you. So Uh, one thing I will say is that like, you know, wizards did not anticipate, like you were saying, Brian, a a global pandemic, you know? So I, I think the fact that we're getting tournaments anyways, it's better than not getting them. You know, it gives us something to do. It gives something that all of us can relate to as well as, as content creators and streamers and stuff, something to get people prepped for, for tournaments, for verses and stuff like that too. Um, so I, I mean, I love this fresh up. Did you that. just say this is great because it gets me prepped for verses? No, no, no. It, it gives content, <laughs> it gives content creators tournament prep opportunities like versus is what I meant. You know, like versus we prep people for tournaments because we we play decks and we play formats getting ready for the next week's open, you know, and not really able to do that right now because there's no huge tournaments. So I'm saying it's great for content creators 
um, no matter what kind of content you make when well, there yeah. is tournaments to get ready for it as well. But yeah, but you have to put yourself in the position of the person that just wants to become you and they have no idea how to do that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is I, I, I'm also just saying it's a global pandemic that they, of course, did not anticipate. And I mean, they had everything set up in a really good way to get into MPL through this partial season. They they had everything set up. These The payouts were going to be this three million uh, number or whatever uh, Calcano figured up for the numbers. But, you know, it's a global pandemic. I, I, I just well, think it's kind of crazy, so, so, personally. Well, it's it's not. You have to you have to think of it from a position. You're, you you were qualified with the promise that you're not that's not staying there. Yeah. You you were told that you're qualifying for X and they're presenting Z. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and, that, they're, and they're, that, they're taking they're taking Z and repackaging it as X. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. actually it. That's actually it. Like so you think about it, it's called a players tour finals and a mythic invitational. And yeah. I haven't really looked into the finer points, but aren't they the identical tournaments? It's just who's qualified is different. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, one thing that they can do is just the people that qualified for this first or this online players tour, give them invites to the next in, you know, the next one of the next season where it's actually open again. Well, you know, we, we can talk about what they can do, but they or yeah. what they can do to change. But like they haven't. Yeah. So I don't want to get into I, I'm just trying to keep it like let's 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 fill the feelings of each issue. And then we can, yeah. like, and you know, because we could sit here and build up like we could sit here and talk about the fact that. They're, they're doing nothing about fr the fractional system with Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah where, where, just... e where everyone that doesn't hit that 100% with fractionals, it's just they're gone. We can talk yeah. about how there's a lot of players that are now qualified through Tabletop or Magic Online that now don't have an arena account. And, yeah. and they have to get all the cards for that. Like, there's a lot of different issues with this. Um I, I totally just, agree. And I don't want to harp on the fact that I think, you know, everybody that's saying stuff against it is wrong or whatever. I'm just saying there is another side of it that people aren't seeing enough as well Is that, you know, I mean, this is not an easy time uh, for companies going through a global pandemic and stuff. So I can see both sides is what I was trying to say. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean, I mean, I understand that things have to be changed and things have to be fixed. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not even saying like, I'm not even attacking wizards. I'm just, I'm, ex yeah, I, I just want you to know that like, this is just where it's at and how people are feeling. And, and I believe that their feelings are valid. I agree. Um, yeah. Because, because it's not, you know, the system could have been slightly different. It could have been packaged differently. It could have done different things with the qualifications or the money or, or, or the way that things are presented. And so yeah. like, they could have you know, told us what we're qualifying for. That would have been a huge step, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and to I, not and falsify I, that. And I do think that, and, 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 you know, I, I felt that right away when I read this, cause I felt like it's a free roll and I'm happy to have it. But the thing about this is, you know, we don't have to, as consumers, we don't have control or say or whatever. We're just sitting here talking about crap. Right. Um, yeah. but like, we don't have to just have the happy to be here mentality either. And, yeah. and, 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 and that, and, and what I've learned, especially with trying to understand people and everyone in the world that I'm in the most privileged space and it's very entitled for me to just be happy that I get something. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's probably what I'm looking at too. It's like, maybe I'm being a little too optimistic on this just because I'm happy personally that I get to not only play in an event, uh, but you know, help yeah, for you coverage and stuff like that. And so I'm just happy to have it like you said, but yeah, I can definitely be a little bit more analytical on it and see both sides a little bit more and process a little bit more for the person. Like yeah. just think, just if you put yourself in the shoes of the guy that just spent hundreds of dollars on magic online qualifying for a tournament that now needs to spend hundreds of dollars on arena yeah. to play in it. And it doesn't even qualify them for that. It can't even help them get to rivals. 
and it's like the first pro tour that someone queues for. They're so excited and then find out that yeah. it's you know, something completely different. I totally get that. And that absolutely sucks. And if it was my first pro tour, it would, well, it would be memorable because, you know, this is a very memorable time, but it wouldn't be the iconic kind of relieving moment that we've experienced at our first pro tours, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I honestly think that the only way to deal with, trying to survive in the OP system right now is to just uh, like you just can't get invested into it. Like, I don't know how (laughs) else to put it, but it's like, you just have to accept you're going to get screwed over repeatedly and, and learn. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm not trying to be like whatever, but like, it's just, uh, it's like, you're just going to get a curveball every so often. And it's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, the sad thing know. is it did seem like it was actually getting to a really stable spot where we were figuring out ways to get into rivals, get ways to get into MPL. Like it seemed like the system was actually uh, going to start looking nice. Well, it, I mean, we it were, was, we're, on, we're, it, it was, it it was like on a, it was possible. It was on a good path. I it think. was. Yeah, it was. was it, it, it was. wasn't. It wasn't at a. It was. There were still a lot of holes in the system. Of course. Of but, course. But yeah, like I, I, I thought if they took like the criticism and and the constructive criticism from the 2020 partial that the 2020 to 2021 season could have been really good for yes, sure. Yes, I agree. And and I actually really enjoyed the tournaments I played in. Now, keep in mind I did win a lot of money, so I'm probably a little biased, but um I liked a lot of of the production and you know, I, mean, I, I didn't I, win. I didn't win any money, and I hated every minute. Uh, I'm sorry. And I loved it. I loved every turn of that. Dude, I got and to, you I, did make money for dead last, buddy, multiple uh, times. That's true. Oh that yeah, true. and day nine talked to me multiple times. It was a good year. <laughs> it was a good year. Um, yeah, you had to return a couple bridesmaids' dresses, but that's okay. They came with fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I returned them for a lot of cash. But the, the thing is, is I. I, I there's not there's nothing we can actually say here or do that changes the fact that there's a lot of people that are frustrated right now. And that and that yeah. and that is the truth. But I mean, if I want to say if I want to say one thing, I, I do actually I will say that I have had a lot of inner workings with the Wizards staff. I mean, Brian and I worked there for a month. Right. And we've we've done like they came to our house to do a, a video with us, you know. Yeah, we, we've worked a lot with them yeah, over the and, years. And I will say that I like every single one of them individ- as, as individuals, and they try really hard, and they care about their jobs. And one thing that I yeah. think that sucks the most about today is those accounts that some players are spamming are just employees. They're just they're just there to do that job. They're a messenger and that they're there for that. And well, oh, yeah. And people, well, people yelling at random Watsi employees on social media is <laughs> The exact equivalent of yelling at your grocery store clerk because they're sold out of something. Or that you have to wear a mask. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? Like, that person is just an employee that works there. Like, these decisions are coming from up high. Like, stop being that. That person clocked in and stood there. They did not go personally stock the things. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be that asshole. Like, seriously. Don't be the K word. Yeah, don't, yeah. Hey, don't drop, don't 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 say don't invoke Karen in this. So. Yeah, Brad, you're gonna change our rating from uh, PG-13 to okay. rated mature here. Rated yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. But yeah, I, I think that like that's just it. Like, so I, I've been actually learning this a lot more lately, which is it's very easy <laughs> to lose sight of certain things when you're working on stuff, and you know complaints draw attention to issues. Um. But, you know, 
also saying it in such a negative way or a spiteful way or a malicious way it, it doesn't really help a lot and i understand that people have to vent and they have the and, and get through this on their own ways and they can be really angry and i understand that and some people can't control it and that's fine um but if you can you know a, a very well articulated argument goes a long way even though you think that you have to yell and you think you have to be mean and and i do think that you know expressing concerns right now in a well organized and more even killed way yeah uh way is is what should be done right now one thing i'll say that i saw uh on so i i saw a tweet like a couple weeks ago that that really resonated like hard with me and it was like some people treat twitter as like their own personal diary and (laughs) and some and some people tweet treat twitter like it's like a public platform for you know career or cloud or what or you know whatever else like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and a lot of the issues on twitter are just those two types of people clashing against each other because the people who want their twitter account to just be their ability to rant about stuff um you know, like they're they're just frustrated about the system and they want to rant about it. And it's like that's how they are treating their Twitter account. And then other people are treating it as a more professional type thing. And, you know, they see the people ranting and are like, wow, like that's really like unprofessional. And then the ranchers are like, what is my like personal account? That's just, you know, like that's just how I want to tweet and stuff like that. And there's like always that kind of clash. I I I wonder if that's a big part of the like. It's magic. huge. It has yeah. to be. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I haven't even thought about that. Like, I understand, you know, that we like, I, like, I, I have a very marketing sided, you know, account, right? Like, I'm yep, same. I'm my, yeah. I'm my own. I'm my own business. Yep. And same. Same. I'm always, you know, pretty much just using it to show off articles versus podcasts, stuff like that. Yeah. I, Avoid I, the drama. You know. I, I yeah, enjoy more. We all have a very marketing centric Twitter account. Except Brian not doing it. That that account is just shit post after shit post. Literally (laughs) and figuratively. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So like, yeah, it's sometimes like we we're coming from that perspective. So a lot of times we'll look at, we look at those tweets as like, what the hell are people doing? But they, they probably are just treating Twitter differently than we are. With that being said, still don't shit on what's the employees that, are just employees like they're just doing on. their job yeah yeah um yeah yeah if you want to shit on someone go to at shaheen Sarana <laughs> and take it out there yeah okay. there it is yeah. Actually, oh. I, I actually i heard they consulted shaheen for this this was his plan <laughs> oh wow oh, yeah i did that was shaheen's complete idea they came to him and they're like we should keep the same prize amount and shaheen was like nope cut it and they're like yeah. all right i guess we'll listen to you shaheen also, Sarani. I, think, I think in 2014 he <laughs> tweeted about the design of agent of treachery yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That card was totally his. Oh, also Oko. I think he had a big hand in. Yeah. 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 And his phone number is four. <laughs> <laughs> his home address is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I want to. I want to end this on a bright note. Okay. So so and this is kind of it's not really a self plug, but it's it. No, it's I'm not trying to just market. So I've been, I'm I, you know I'm part owner and working on MTG Melee for the last six months and and run the commercial. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, do, I do, I do, I do have something actually like it's a real. It's 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 so so like 
we've been run, we've been working on this for a while and it's only been two months and a lot of cool things are happening but the new world and the new internet world takes some time right and we've seen a lot of growth with tournament organizers coming on and starting to run tournaments and some some are really successful and and some are not and it's just a new world and to understand you know more users and more tournaments at certain times and figuring all this out right I think that soon enough, my my theory is that we will see other organized play structures. Some, you know, like maybe maybe a Star City Games thing, or maybe like uh, a Nerd Range Gaming thing, or maybe a European Center. Europe has never really made a Star City Games. I mean, Bizarre Baghdad starting to run one, and while that doesn't in interest us because we're not South America, that's huge for a lot of South American players. They have tournaments starting up, and yeah. And I just think that in, in a few months, we might see an entire new ecosystem of magic where there is OP like this with Wizards, but there's also a lot of these other tournament series that people can get invested into. And now you would say, why haven't they started yet? It's like, well, you don't, no one really knows and no one really knew how long this was going to take, but we're all kind of starting to settle in and think that it's going to take a while. You know what I'm thinking is going to happen, though? Like, people are going to just, it's going to be normal for all tournaments to just be online, and we're all going to be get settled in. And then, boom, vaccine, and it's like, all right, we're back to the magic tournaments after everybody set all this up. Well, I, well, I mean, I think... At least that's what I hope for. Go I, think for it's gonna, I think we'll say the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. think we will say the same thing. But I think it's going to be like how, after they banned Getaxian Probe, people figured <laughs> out that Death Shadow shouldn't be an aggro deck. It should be like a... a a value mid-range deck and it was just a way better deck despite having its best card banned i think we're gonna see similar thing where um all the like new online tournaments and new ways that people are finding to play magic because of covid it's not going to go away once uh yeah. once like quarantines are lifted and once like a vaccine is found or whatever else like that's not going to change so a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now is probably going to still well, be things that we're going to see in the future probably for the better not not saying that paper magic is going to go away i don't think it should yeah. i think it's the lifeblood of the game but um i think we're going to see better and better run online events for magic just because of all this even just because we have to well, there's there's no other option right now it's either pe these companies don't make money or they get in with the world that we're forced into right now. So it, it's just, it has to happen. Otherwise I mean, there, tournaments get left behind, you know? There, and, and who knows? I can't predict exactly what the future is post COVID, but you can already yeah. see some of these trends. Like, you know about the trolls world tour, right? Yep. I knew. Yep. Yeah. We, yep. we talked about this on uh, yeah. last time. I, also, yeah, I thought we did. Yeah. Also Twitter too. Twitter said, that, isn't it Twitter that said that their employees can just work from home forever now? Yeah. 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 And, and mm -hmm. so like, what we're going to see is things become efficient because I think one of the reasons that people didn't want people to work from home initially was efficiency. And I think that they're starting to see the efficiency actually not going down. Yeah. And 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 it might go up because like people might just have more issues at work, whatever they are. And there's and, a lot of there's a lot of workplace practices that are uh inefficient out of ignorance, like I don't know. There's just a lot of them where it's like, like standing next to a water cooler at the start of your day. Like, what are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like, for example, like a lot of companies don't let employees work from home because they don't think that they'll, they'll do work. And a lot of companies like they overmanage their employees because they don't trust their employees to do their jobs and and don't realize that that kind of stuff actually makes their employees less efficient and do worse. 
And like, mm-hmm. I, there's just a lot of like inefficiencies in the way that companies are run, mostly out of not trusting their employees. And so I think a lot of companies are finding out that now when they're put in spots where they actually have to trust their employees um, to do stuff like work from home and, and stuff and seeing that employees are actually still of like effective or maybe even in some cases doing better jobs that well that'll change moving forward it could also just yeah. you know like I, I i'm not i'm not a scientist in this department so i can't really say much but i can tell from like working from home for my stuff is i'm more i will get bursts of energy to do really high quality work like you know i i if i'm working eight hours straight sometimes i'll get a lull and i don't want to work but that's my time to work right mm. i might be a little lethargic from from lunch or i or, you know, whatever, or I just don't feel it. So I'm just sit, you know, I'm just not ready to work or anything. But if I'm working from home, like on all the stuff that I'm doing now, I'll, I'll work for like four hours, go hard, spend an hour and a half watching a TV show, be like, ooh, I want to do that right now. And then just hammer it for, for two more hours. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, they frown upon that at, at going into uh, an office, just stopping for a TV show break. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but but, what, but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, these employees are probably working harder because sometimes they need to help their other their other uh, coworker out with something or they have to do something. But also, like, they're able to, like, work harder at certain amounts of time because they get guaranteed free time after that. So they might yeah. get all of their eight hours of work stuff done in five hours. Yeah. And, and then and whenever you need to take done. a break. Yeah, and whenever you need to take a break, you just actually take a break because then you're not trying to force work through when you don't want to do it. You know, you just stop and then come back to it when you're fresh. You're more efficient that way for sure. Or even there's people like me where I just don't function in the morning and people who are now working from home, like I I don't know. Yeah, obviously that's not true for all people, but there's going to be a lot of people who have way more flexible hours on, on like kind of with what Brad was saying on how they can work and like, like for me, I would rather work from noon to 8 p.m. than from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And like, yep. I'm not saying that everyone has the luxury of doing that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people for where that's now true. That wasn't true before. They might be way more effective employees now. Like mm-hmm. That's why you're so bad at the podcast, because we do it so early. Brad, we just got to when we have Brian <laughs> on, we got to do it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, I mean, yeah, we're like. I don't even know how we got on this, but yeah, yeah we digressed a little I, I know bit. How we, got, we got on it by talking about how magic um, is forced to now run all these online oh, tournaments yes, yes. because there's no yeah. paper tournaments. It just, yeah. To get back on topic, the idea is that uh, all like people are really trying to innovate. Like melee, for example, is, is a good, is a good example of that. Or people are trying to innovate ways to run better tournaments. Like I, I think this arena open is a great tournament. For example, would that have come yeah. around if there wasn't COVID? Maybe not. And um, and so we're gonna act like that's something that will last past all the COVID stuff. Yeah. And to be fair, they did. There was an article on Forbes about the arena open, and they did say this is something they had in mind. You know, pre-COVID as something they wanted to do. Okay. Um, you know, so take it as you will. But it, it was stated that they did plan it pre-COVID. But sure. Yeah. Just just like these online mythic uh, championships and invitationals. Yeah, they were planned pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> this was going to be this is going to be a sidestep from the players tour finals in Minneapolis. Yeah, so the, the, plan was, the week after. Yeah. The plan was always to unveil a system and then two thirds of the way through the system cut half of it out. 
Yeah. Yes. Knock out a lot of the people who have been grinding the system and repackage it. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, we did it. The plan from that was the plan from day one. I love it when a plan comes together. Same. Same. But, but yeah, I think that's all for 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 this week. And 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 just to say it again, like if you're very frustrated about this, uh, you should be able to feel those feelings. I feel for yeah. you. And yeah. uh, and I'm not saying you should feel like I'm telling you you can. I'm just saying like. Like I feel for you on that, and 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 that sucks. Um, I would, I I I hate the fact that there are just hundreds of people that feel like their dream is dead, while I'm just feeling like I get a free roll. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that that is really hard for those people, and I I, I would assume. You know, I mean, it is tough to assume that wizards would do you know anything as far as these invites, but I mean, it, it would make sense if. You know, the people that qualified for a pro tour or with hopes that, you know, their points are going to count for MPL arrivals would hopefully get these invites uh, passed along to the start of the next season as well as this free roll. But, you know, who knows what could ever happen. But if it doesn't happen, that does suck. And I feel for well, you as well. well one, thing, one thing that I will say that is 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 a good thing about Wizards is they listen. Yeah. And and they 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 are not afraid, as we saw with the Grand Prix announcement, to roll something back. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And yeah. and so yeah, like, say what say what you will about wizards, but when it comes to companies, they are way more responsive than almost any anyone else that you interact. Oh, with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. and so I, I I think that we just have to let this simmer for a little bit, um, and see what happens. Like the first tournament isn't until next month, and yeah. so we'll have to see if there's another announcement the next week. But in, if not, let's all get ready for some Luca mirrors. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. Oh, in the meantime, yeah. Let's get Still ready your for land. <laughs> Still your land. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in the meantime, we just get to prep for a really cool tournament that's going to have some great coverage. You know, there is some some bright side to it, and you know, if we can try to focus on a little bit of that, it is still just going to be a fun tournament to play. Yeah, yeah I can't. Are you wait. talking can... once again about the five hour energy tapped out in Hellbent? <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. I can tell you, I'm starting a monster untapped uh, tournament here okay. uh, to rival these. And yeah, it, it's okay. it, it's going to be good. I mean, we yeah. also all can still run a Bash Bros podcast tournament. Ooh. I mean, like, like, let's just be honest here. We could make it a stretch goal on our Patreon that if we do that, we can run a tournament on MTG Melee. And Ooh. and I bet Jonathan will run the tournament and do all the hard work behind the scenes, even though I'm part of the company and don't want to do it. Um, He's shaking his head as we speak right now, <laughs> saying absolutely not. But yeah. hey, well, we'll ask nicely. Well, if you if you invert it to a ninety degree angle, he is saying yes. Wow. wow. Don't, let's not uh, let's not make promises that everyone knows we're not going to keep. What so. are you talking? It's not a promise. It's a stretch goal. If we get a bunch more subs. Oh, stretch. it's a stretch, all right. That's for sure. Yeah, but, and this is why we saved it for the end of the cast, where most people have, you know, tapered off already. So hey, I'm going to say, disappoint do, that do, many people. To all of you out there, if you would become a Patreon of ours to play in a once-in-a-lifetime once Bash Bros podcast tournament on MTG Melee, tweet at Shaheen Sarani. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at Shaheen MTG. Yeah. No underscore. No underscore. Make sure you <laughs> you let us know that you'd like to run tournaments and then also attack him over these uh, uh, announcements if you yeah. feel, yeah. If you give feel him, the need. Give, yeah. him, give him from every angle. Get him from exactly. every angle. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of the episode. Another pitch to our Patreon uh, because Ooh. we have our cast and crew and we have a new member 
of it. Um, but if you want to be part of our cast and crew, you can go to patreon.com slash bachelors podcast, become uh, subscribe there and become part of our cast and crew. And then we put you to work. So you will not only pay us, but then we are going to make you do things for us to make the show run. It is a great take and take relationship. <laughs> it's a great honor. One I experience every week as the special guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Will you still be a special guest in the future with the knowing the pay cuts? You cool with that? Uh, we'll see. Okay, okay. We'll see. I mean, direct your attention to page seven where you are locked in to do it for the rest of uh, your life. Okay, great. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> time to make my own death and the cast and crew. Let's get right. into the cast and crew. Corey, can you kick us off? Oh, I don't know. I don't know this person. We got a new member of the cast and crew, and I don't want to butcher the name. Uh, Mikkel? That's what I was going to say. All right. All right. Mikkel Hamada. Mikkel Hamada. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. I had to have nailed it. So sorry, uh, Mikkel. But that is Brad's personal barista. Did you say, did you, did you repeat that? What what is that? Brad's personal barista. Let me tell you, I know how much coffee Brad drinks and we need, we needed this position. You know, I I went upstairs today and there was a new coffee pot up there. Yeah. So that must, that must have been the work of Mikhail. So yeah. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't meet him yet. Oh, okay. Mikhail is bringing together two of my favorite things, coffee and bad behavior being rewarded. And now I have complained about not having anyone on our cast uh, specifically for me. So thank you, Mikhail, for being the first uh, person on just my payroll. Yeah, Brad, you're such a diva. Just calling out that nobody has wanted to specifically be part of your job. There. And look, Come it on, worked. And, and, and it did work. And we used to have one that was specifically yeah. Brad's. But let's not get into that because yeah. next is EJ Rand, which is <laughs> Corey's down player. That That's is right. right. Corey gets a little too excited because of that thing called ADHD. And EJ what? is there to just... Don't you have ADHD? <laughs> ADHD? Oh, yeah. yeah. My oh, third Corey grade is- teacher forced me onto medication. That is a true story. Corey has ADHD. He loves Commander so much. All right. Who we got next? All right. We got Alex Arnaldi, who is our data analyst. Now, you would ask, mm, yes. how do you anal the data? And you don't want to know. Yeah, that's uh, that's for the highest tier of Patreon. He so. goes through the annals of yeah. Bash Bros <laughs> episodes. They're to deep. The data. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have one of our most important uh, cast and crew members here. And that is Paul Kakarowski. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you finally did it. Congrats. I, job, I was baby. prepared. I was prepared. I, I like Jonathan. Mute out my voice there and only put the, the that part. Yeah, that pa- Paul is BBD's Wall Street photographer. But I want to say yeah. that the, the, the impression... How impressed you both are is lost on the fact that this is just an audio show and no one knows that Corey didn't do that himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. Also edit out all of that, please, Jonathan. <laughs> also edit out us talking about editing it out. All right. Yeah. Next up is Spoon Tongue, BVD's hairstylist. Got a fresh shave today. I'm not going to lie. I look fresh to death. And it is all thanks to Spoon Tongue. Would you like to escape that? Because uh, there's a lot of things going on in the standard about that. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> oh, you're aware. I'm not aware. You, no. can, you can easily can escape that. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Teferi's escaped death. Yorin's escaped death. Agent's escaped death. Luca escapes death. 
Elspeth does not escape death. No, she does not. No. Yep. And no, then you can doesn't. go to modern and you can cling to death. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So next up we got is David Watt, who is the special guest screener. Uh, David actually got a promotion lately. Um, I don't remember who gave him that promotion. But uh, yeah. I did see that David did get, a, in fact, a promotion for all of it. It wasn't uh, me, Bradley. The hard it wasn't work. me. Randomly, though. Um, so must, so must have been the editor. So so what I've been noticing mm-hmm. is each week David tells us who the special guest is, but I actually haven't seen him active for months. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe it. Maybe just the text we're getting is just not changing. So, Brad, you were talking about people being more efficient when they work from home. David Watt is completely the opposite. He hasn't done any real work since we've started quarantining, Uh, and it shows. That's where you're wrong. His efficiency is at the highest peak, (laughs) where he has already done all the work he needs to do the very first day, and now he just reaps the rewards. Yeah, now he's just copy-paste, copy-paste. All right, our next member of cast and crew is Victor Bauschamp, and he is our executive bro-ducer. You know, we haven't gotten together with the bros here in a while, but uh, Victor's been planning yeah, some. I'm not, not going to lie. Two, two months of this has got me real bro down. I and, know. And, I'm, and, I'm and, broed and, out, and I want to bro in with my bros, you guys. Uh, sounds like yeah. you guys need some up players. Yeah, yeah, no, do. I don't. I, I, heard, I heard you're not supposed I, I, to have <laughs> down players and up players. Okay. Brian, Brian, I already told you I got prescribed up. <laughs> I got prescribed. Oh, uh, dang it. Never mind. ADHD. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next what? up, we have symbol. Hold on. I'm doing my symbol dance. I have a, a specific symbol dance for when Corey mispronounces the name. Uh, executive Waste Management Operator. Wow. Shove it. That's why I switched it to you, okay? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I still perform the symbol dance in honor of. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this guy. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of garbage does come out of our cast, so it's great to have Symbiol here. Yeah, that's right. So next up is one of our earliest on the cast and crew, and that is Rabbit Chicken, who is VP of Video Operations. And now we haven't actually got that launched, but I believe uh, I always thought it was out there. I just didn't know where. But Hmm. but but we have to launch that, too. So we so one of these days we're actually going to have to launch that with Rabbit with with their help. So get us hit us up on the discord and you can become our video actual VP of video operations. Yeah, it's it's, yes. uh, it's actually a fake position that will possibly become a real position. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that you, yeah, that once again, we got to reiterate, you will have to pay for. But yeah. yeah, anyways, our next member of the cast and crew is Jer Majeldi. And this is the assistant to the assistant regional manager. A great human being, but a horrible joke from a bad sitcom. Dude, you can't. You have to stop. Stop saying that. It's literally one of the most popular shows. People will stop listening to us just because mm-hmm. you say that. That is just like the worst take anyone mm-hmm. has made all week, and I'm including Trump. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's not great. Oh, wow. you, you included Trump. Wow. That was a majestic pronunciation, Corey. Thank yes. you for that. Thank next, you. Next out, we have a uh, Sultan Abbasi, our heavy editor. Uh really honestly does quite a lot of work so oh yeah <laughs> actually just i liked how matter of fact is it's like sultan just does does the work yeah he does a lot of heavy editing i don't yeah, what else can yeah. be said about it that hasn't already been said all right so pierre vendebo will be eventually in fact the 11th companion that does not get banned from competitive play and the reason mm. why uh pierre vendebo won't get banned because 
He is, in fact, the BBP, the Bachelor's Podcast Companion, but cannot be played from the sideboard. So uh, if you know the rules of, of Magic, it, it, it's a companion that can't actually be cast, but doesn't affect your deck. I mean, you know the rules, and so do I. Do you anymore, Brian? <laughs> you wouldn't get this from any other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and when we just need to stay on task, we have one person that does that, and that's Time Ghoul. That is the manager here. Absolutely keeps us in line. And uh, that's know, a real sure that piss poor job of it. Tries real hard, though. It definitely it's tries. An impo- it's an yeah. impossible task. It really is. You can't manage this, and you can't touch this. Can't touch this. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Want to make you, you understand. Uh, all right. Next up is Eric Nall, who is mm. now the trash barge. Wait, when did that change? I didn't even know yeah. that. We yeah, got an update, is, huh? Yeah, he, he's he's grown in stature and role. So God, God, impressive. Honestly, Eric Nall's, uh, you know, just <laughs> just ability to be able to climb up the ranks so quickly is really impressive. So so kudos to Eric on another promotion. There. So really so, barging his way to the top. So the question yeah. I have is, is Alex actually, you know, analyzing the data or compiling it? <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got IPA for breakfast, who is the master bartender. Now, now this is a role that uh, I was very happy to have. And I am. But I, mm. I, I don't know if if we can actually support a barista and a bartender. And the oh. barista's got to go because we need IPAs for breakfast. Yeah. When it comes to IPA for breakfast, we're never going to give him up. We're never going to let him go. Yeah, that's right. Never going <laughs> to turn around. And And our last member of the cast and crew is Samuel Straman. And that is our public relations expert. We are fire fired. Fired. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wait, do you mean Samuel is or us? Because we don't listen to him. I don't know who's getting fired, but somebody is. There's there's always a breakdown happening here because our Brian, Brian, we already told you about the pay cuts. We're just hoping you continue to work for free. Look, we don't get we don't Uh, get fired. We get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't go. Yeah, we 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 don't even we don't even get actual canceled. We get uh, we get uh, dissipated. Right, we get exiled. Uh, We get exiled. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we get dissolved. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our casting crew for this week. So uh, I hope I hope you all uh, enjoyed our episode. I hope that you're all staying safe and I hope that we get a little more clarity on where OP is going. Uh, And so uh, let us know on social media how you feel and how you're doing. We'd love to know. And until then, we'll all just be making content, including Brian, who's going to stream Esper soon on Friday on Friday. Nope. Nope. Okay, you heard it. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Jonathan, edit that part out where he says no. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.